Hello, hello. Welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. My name is Madison, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode. It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast is a place where we talk about all things mental health, grief, divorce, pain, anxiety, navigating your 20s and 30s, and all of the laughs, cries, and ups and downs that come in the middle. So this episode, we are going to be talking about numbing. And uh, I have been reflecting a lot lately about how I have always been somebody that uh, has been really quick to want to numb the pain, the grief, the anxiety, the fear, the not good enoughness, And I think everybody has their own way of trying to numb. So I definitely did this for a super long time through binge drinking. I think a lot of other people can relate to either that or binge eating or like binging Netflix shows or really just always doing something to take yourself out of the present moment so you don't have to deal with pain, anxiety, fear, stress, depression, grief, whatever it is. And by numbing, all we're doing is just preventing the healing of whatever that thing is that we're trying to numb. So every time we numb, we take ourselves one step further from being able to heal from whatever that thing is. And so instead of reaching to have a drink, a smoke, to binge Netflix, ignore your present, escape your present, if you actually go through and you face these things that you're going through, and if you face them sober, you will heal so much quicker, more quickly. You guys know what I mean. So one thing about me is I had not faced any of my pain sober until I quit drinking in September. And so I had a lot of things that I had been numbing with alcohol that once I quit drinking, I was like, oh, okay, so now that I don't come home and have a glass of wine, like how do I deal with like this anxiety, pain, you know, all these emotions that were coming up. And it took me, you know, nine months and then some to face them without alcohol to heal and feel. And I really learned that you can't move on or heal without this step. And that doesn't mean you have to quit drinking, but it does provide some accountability that if you're drinking too numb to escape, then you're putting off the healing of whatever that thing is you're drinking too numb from or to escape from. I personally was always numbing, so I didn't have to feel, to accept, to change, to move through the stages of grief, whatever that looked like. And I remember one time whenever I was super depressed, I was kind of like in the middle of just going through like grief and divorce and like depression and anxiety and like just all these different emotions. And I had a work trip to the Bahamas. And so I had a conference that I had to go to in the Bahamas for like maybe three days. And then like I flew in the weekend before to just frolic around. And then I had the conference and a big part of the conference was networking So like going on literally catamaran snorkels was like one of the networking things, like this like super fabulous trip, right? And I was so excited for it. And whenever I got there, I literally like couldn't 
escape the like pain and grief and depression and all these things that I was trying to escape from. And one thing that I've learned is that I've used travel as a means to escape life, to numb, whatever, thinking that like whenever I get to this fabulous destination, I'll be this different person who's just happy and carefree and go lucky. And like, it doesn't work like that because you go on vacation and guess what? All your problems go with you because all those things are just in your mind and they follow you everywhere until you deal with them. And so as I was, you know, escaping through travel and through, you know, this experience to, you know, what I thought would numb my pain, I realized like, oh, that actually didn't work. So then I needed to drink to numb my pain. So then I was like traveling, hoping that that would numb the pain. And then that wasn't enough. So then I was drinking to escape that. And like, it's just this vicious cycle that you get in. And it's so interesting to look back on because I didn't even realize that I was in that cycle or what I was doing until probably about six months after this trip. I was talking to one of my friends who was like, oh my gosh, I forgot to ask about that Bahamas trip that you went on. And dead ass, I had no idea what she was talking about. I was like, hmm, Bahamas trip. She was like, yeah, you did like a work trip to the Bahamas. And I was like, oh fuck, I was so depressed. I literally forgot about that trip. And because of the kind of person I am, that was literally my response. And it was like such a good reality check of like, oh my gosh, like I have used numbing to try to escape so many different things and so many different ways instead of just accepting that there's going to be pain in life and you have to heal it, feel, and move through it. One way that I've learned to feel and experience this a little bit more is through meditation and prayer. So if you do like a 10 minute guided meditation, it helps so much with mindfulness. Like your mind feels so at peace. You don't feel like just razzled. You just feel like, oh, okay, ready to start the day. Or um, sometimes if I have a really stressful day, I'll come home and I'll meditate at lunch. Obviously I'll eat lunch too. Like it's not like I'm meditating instead of lunch, (laughs) but I will like come home and meditate just for like 10 minutes guided meditation. And literally I go back to work with a whole new mindset and it's so helpful. All right. So one thing that you should do to stop numbing as much is find hobbies you enjoy that allow you to be present, to live in the moment and to really enjoy yourself. Cause I think once you find that you can do things that you like and you can do them without having to numb, then life gets so much more fun, exciting and enjoyable. So It's also okay if like you try some hobbies along the way and you high key hate them. So one thing about me is (laughs) I will start random things and then I'll hate them, but I'll not want to quit because like I'm not a quitter, you know? So (laughs) I started doing this thousand piece puzzle and I've never done a puzzle, right? Never. Mm -mm. Like just, I've never done a puzzle all the way. So I think I'm gonna start this thousand piece puzzle and it turns out I'm a horrible puzzler and I cannot get this puzzle together and it sits like half done on this puzzle table for like six months until finally like my boyfriend like is like, you know, you don't have to finish the puzzle. You could literally just like throw it away. And I was like, what? And then literally the next day I did because like the the concept of literally just being like, turns out I don't like to puzzle and I don't want to figure out where the fuck the rest of these 400 pieces that are still left go. I literally could just throw away the puzzle and just not be a puzzler because it turns out I'm not. So that's just like a little reassurance that you might be trying to find some hobbies that literally might not work out and you might hate them and that's cool. Then just try other ones. 
So after I realized I was not a puzzler, I started reading quite a bit. And I used to always be like a big like self-development book junkie. And now I actually have gotten into like rom-com type books, action comedy type books, um, you know, different books like that that are really cool, fun, and imaginative. So really focus on finding hobbies that you enjoy that allow you to focus on just being in the moment rather than numbing or trying to escape your present. So a goal of mine when we're talking about focusing on being present and positive is the process it took to get to a point where I wasn't like, oh my God, I can't wait to come home and have a drink or smoke or binge Netflix or scroll TikTok or ignore my present or escape my present. Like that takes some like real accountability to be able to be like, hey, I have a like positive life that I can be present for and I can enjoy without doing any of these things to numb. I can literally just live life, have a great time and just be grateful and have a good time in the moment rather than always finding something to numb or being worried about the past or the future. And so that's been a really cool thing for me to learn how to focus on the present and be more positive. So To wrap up this episode, I wanted to just remind you that once you face whatever you're numbing, you can stop having to numb and you can enjoy your life more, be more present in that day and really just enjoy the journey a little bit more. So this is your encouragement that if you have been numbing, the pain, the grief, the anxiety, the fear, the not good enoughness, have the confidence to face these things face these things sober because you are strong enough to do it. You can do this through prayer, through meditation, through finding hobbies that you love, and also by just focusing on the present moment, enjoying life and being grateful. Ooh, another tip is like a gratitude journal. So sometimes I'll just wake up and I'll just write down like three things I'm grateful for. And what's so cool about that exercise is even when you are like, fuck everything, I have nothing to be grateful for. You can always come up with at least three things. And most of the time, by the time I come up with three things, then the next thing I know, I have five things down and then seven things down and then 10 things down. And then I'm like, fuck, I have a lot to be grateful for. And it's such a good, just like perspective, mind shift, reality, um, track all those sorts of things. So that's just another little tip if you're looking for a way to start stop numbing and be a little bit more grateful for the reality of your life. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If there is somebody that you know that would benefit from learning ways they could stop numbing, please share this episode with them. Please like and subscribe to this podcast channel. I do episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. This was Mental Health Monday. And Mental Health Monday, if you're new here, is an episode I do every single Monday where I talk about something in the world of mental health, how it's impacted me, and how I've learned to navigate it. So I hope you guys have a fabulous Monday and as always, happy healing, babes.